Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to be talking about players we haven't talked about. We do this this episode every year to try to get hit some players up that we haven't actually said a word about this year. Maybe one passing mention, but seems to happen a lot where, you know, we get stuck on our guys that we like and we talk about them because they show up in the breakout players lists and all these other lists and sleepers. So today we're going to talk about some guys that, I don't know, maybe a lot of times they're not as interesting, I guess, but they're still fantasy. There's there's some fantasy relevance, they're relevant, and we also don't know exactly what they'll do. So I don't know what Jeff picked. We each got three players. We'll figure it out here. As we go on, but before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram Fantasy Football Profit, where we're getting the relegation leagues get going, uh, getting them all set up again. So I've said this a couple of times, but if you have not yet gotten an email or a message on Instagram about signing up for a draft date, and you are going to be in anything above the beginners league, please reach out because that means I've tried to send you something, or your maybe your Instagram name changed, can't get a hold of you. Um, the beginners league, we're getting invites out for most of those this week, hopefully by the end of this week. And then I'm done 25 leagues, Jeff, it's been a little, it's been a process. So that also means though, I do know there's been, there are dropouts. There's going to be every year. So that means we have some open spots for you. So to get in on that, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, take a screenshot of it, go the Instagram, then follow us fantasy football profit and send us a message showing us the five-star review and that you want in on the league and we will get you signed up. There's going to be a limited number of spots though. So make sure you get that done quick because not still not sure exactly how many are going to be available. And we've already had people sending in the reviews for this year. So make sure you get that done. All right. Players we haven't talked about. We got three of them each, Jeff. Let's go with your first one on the list. And who is it? Right. So I did want to touch on this individual. You will start hearing his name more and more. It's not necessarily we didn't talk about him because he is boring or anything like that. It is because we didn't know where he was even going to be. I don't think we've really given Cam Newton his due or talked about him. I thought now would be a good time. Yeah, we really haven't even, after he signed, we didn't say too much. So, yeah. Yeah, so Cam Newton, he goes to New England. Everyone assumes he's going to be the, you know, lock it down starter. And... This one is kind of interesting. I do want to talk about him, but I don't have something locked and loaded that I really want to want to say about him. Everyone knows that he can be a very high-flying football player, right? I mean, he was an MVP. He was, he can throw it. He can run. Um, The question is, what is he going to do in New England? And how do you see it coming out, you know, for Cam Newton? And we did get him in the Scott Fishbowl. Yep. Um, right now you can get him obviously cheaper than a lot of other quarterbacks because there are some question marks. How do you feel about Cam Newton? I like it. I like getting him because there's, I feel like there's very little risk involved. I feel there's never risk to me once you're getting a quarterback basically ranked almost beyond 10, honestly. Once it's you're past like the 10th quarterback, the risk is so minor, so low, where if Cam doesn't work out by you know where you're getting him, it doesn't really make a difference. So right now, on Fantasy Pros consensus ranks, he's 17th. His ADP is still 23rd, but I think I think that's still um, correct in itself. You know, I would I would 
I think we'd see him more in the 15 to 20 range probably. I actually have him ranked at 14th in the current um, quarterback ranks that I have out. So he's up to 14th for me. I mean, Cam Newton can be uh, just a terrific fantasy football player. We've seen it before. And you just got to think that New England is going to going to use him in the correct ways, right? Do you see him just being back there throwing the ball around? They're going to use Cam like he should be used, like he used to be used. Going to get some, he's going to get rushing touchdowns. He's going to get rushing yards. Why wouldn't they use him that way? First off, he only has what? The, he has like a one-year deal. So yeah, it's a prove it deal. You right? know, you they're going to use him. They don't have this big long-term contract with the guy where they're going to be worried about, you know, running them into the ground. Use Cam Newton like Cam Newton should be used and use his legs. That's what they're going to, I just feel they're going to find ways to use that. Josh McDaniel and Belichick are going to find ways to use him correctly. And because of that, he's moved up my list. He's up. Yeah. I've said he's up to 14th, which is higher than consensus, higher than ADP. Picked him up. We got him. Yeah. Scott Fishbowl. I did another league um, recently um, where I picked him up as well in that as a second quarterback, even maybe, but I think Cam's an awesome quarterback to get in this because you, it's one of the ones you get towards the end. So I, I love getting Cam Newton this year. Yeah. And it really is the, uh, I mean, it's such a, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of, kind of outing for, for Cam, right? And, you know, you take it with a grain of salt because he was on Carolina. And yes, he had some talent, right? I mean, I mean, was Steve Smith there that long ago? I mean, at, yeah. at one point, though, it was Funches was his number one. It's definitely been up and down. He had Olsen, and that was kind of the only consistent uh, person he could throw to. But when he came out, I mean, he he lit the league on fire. The first three years he was out in fantasy, he ranked as the third, fourth, and third QB. Then he drops down to 17th. Then he was first overall. I think that was the year he probably won um, MVP, and I think they went to the Super Bowl, if I'm correct. And then 2016, uh, obviously, he drops. He only missed one game, but he went all the way to 18th. Then he jumps all the way back up to second, then 12th. And then, obviously, in 2019, um, you know, he only played two games, so it doesn't even count. Uh, the question is, for me, and why I like him going to New England, it's not so much what he can do. We all know he can. It's the fact that you go to a team that will call the correct play at the correct time and 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 really use your ability to the utmost. It won't be in Carolina, not to rag on them, but you know, they were kind of like win us the ball game, do whatever you feel is right. So he's kind of back there and he's running whenever he feels like it. So he's taking a hit when he doesn't really need to. He gets two yards comparatively. Yep. You know what I mean? So I think what will really interest me is to see how they use him around the goal line. Because they don't have yes, they can run the ball, right? They have Sony Michelle. They do have a couple other young guys that I, you know, I kind of like. You have Julian Edelman still, but after that, who do you have? You have maybe Nikhil Harry? Maybe. Maybe. But I think in the red zone, they can really utilize his legs, mm -hmm. and he could pile up some touchdowns before anyone really figures out what's going on. So yep. that is why he's so intriguing to me. And I do think that he is a good quarterback. I, I think that he has all the tools. I don't, you know, he's not wildly inaccurate. Um, you know, is he as accurate as Tom Brady? No. But I don't think you need to be even though you don't you know, necessarily have that anyone behind Edelman to be your number two. But yeah, I, I like Cam Newton a lot. And it always, it's not good for the player, but when they have the one-year deal and they have to prove it, yeah. I've seen them prove it more times than not. He, he wants that one last one last contract, yeah. so we'll see if he can pull that off. But I, he's, it's, the, yeah, at quarterback, you're not spending anything to get him. So I love it. I love getting him there. All right. So my first player, this is a guy, I feel like, I just feel like we haven't, 
talked about him a lot. I'm not necessarily saying he maybe hasn't been talked about in, you know, fantasy industry necessarily, but I feel like we have not really said anything about Marquise Brown very much, Hollywood Brown. So we really haven't said much about him. And so he, last year, rookie, last year, 46 catches, 584 yards, seven touchdowns. He was hurt a little bit, I think, too. But he had some big plays. But the numbers for a rookie were pretty decent, I think. He had some, and he just showed a lot of promise, a lot of signs there that he could be, you know, even better. And the offense is interesting, obviously, because is are they going to just run the ball? And not they're not going to just run the ball because everyone's going to load up on it. It's the fact that Lamar learned how to pass and he could actually he he took advantage of it that the defense wasn't thinking he could throw the ball last year, right? That's pretty much what happened. I still think Brown can take advantage of that. And who else is the? It's him and Mark Andrews, right? I mean, there's some other guys. There's Boykin yet behind there. There's some other guys behind there, but it's yeah. really. He's the number one. I mean, at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Got Willie Wide Sneed receiver, there too. I was going to say, I mean, yeah. Mark Andrews is probably the number, number one, one. Re- yeah. number one pass catcher. Right. But. Oh, you know, yeah. Marquise Brown, without a doubt, is going to be the number one wide receiver. What does that really mean? I, I'm not sure. That's the thing. I just, yeah. that's one of the reasons. I just don't know. Currently, he's 31st in uh, consensus ranks and he's going ADP 32. So it's kind of in that. The range isn't bad either because it's a guy you could take a shot on and you're not really passing up a lot to get him. But I think there's a huge upside. Eh, there's some downside, I would say, definitely. But when you're getting him as your third, maybe fourth, probably your fourth receiver could be even at times. I think there's just really no downside. And he just, I don't know, I feel like he's kind of lost in the shuffle this year where he just don't, he doesn't get talked about. Even he is, his, somebody actually on uh, Fantasy Bros has him ranked as high as 13th, which is... High. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say but, that's quite high. So, I mean, there are people that have high opinions of him. And, you know, I don't know what to think, though. That's why we really haven't talked about him because he never comes up on my list because he's, I just don't have a strong opinion of him. And the same thing's happening right now. But as my fourth, I think I really do like him as like my fourth receiver. I think it's just enough, enough potential upside there that, I mean, teams – if they really just try to stop the running game and try to stop Lamar and Ingram and Dobbins and whoever else, it's going to open up those big plays for Brown again. And he's going to have some big weeks. Without a doubt. And I think if you play in a standard league, he is much more um, appealing to me. Yeah. Because I don't I, I don't know how many balls he can really catch, to be quite honest. Last year, it was, I mean, it was good to see, right? For a rookie, you're correct. He played really well, and he missed two games on top of that. So... He had 71 targets. What does that look like if he plays a full season? And what does that look like, you know, after yeah. he's, you know, got his feet underneath him? My my worry is, you know that, I don't want to say he's a, a one-trick pony, right? But right now, he is. It doesn't mean that is all that he has in his bag, but that was good enough for his rookie season. You can take the top off the defense, you know, you score seven touchdowns because of that, and you know, just enough to give uh, all the runners a little bit more room to maneuver down there. The other part about it, I mean, hey, Hayden Hurst is gone. He was the third leading pass catcher on that team. Uh, He only caught 30, but at the same time, I mean, Marquise Brown only caught 46. So there's definitely something there. They did uh, draft another speedster. We'll see, you know, he, he he wasn't the same caliber as, you know, Hollywood Brown coming out of college, but, you know, was it Devin Duvernay? Yeah. Something like that something from Texas. Like that. I, I, I don't even know too much about him, to be quite honest, but I know he's a speedster. 
And you can see what they're trying to do because of how much they run the ball. They need those people mm-hmm. to be able to take the top off the defense. So I do like Marquise Brown. And in a standard league, standard scoring, I would take him as an upside guy because what if he, he actually does? What if he gets 100 targets? What if he year? makes that next jump? It's not, next th- it's not out of the question. No, it's and not at all. So, yeah, I, I do like him. I'm glad that you, you brought his name up. All right. Who is your second player that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, number two, we are going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake. Yeah. We haven't said, we, yeah, he's an interesting one. Yeah. And once again, there's a reason we probably don't talk about him a whole lot because he's kind of a, an enigma. And ah, yeah, it's the, the part when he went to Arizona from Miami for the last half of the season, he looked really good. And this is why he crept up everyone's boards. The question is, can he actually continue that type of production for an entire year we haven't seen it yet Miami never used him like that we know he can catch the ball as well I mean his receiving was pretty strong but at the same time he didn't catch a single touchdown he never went over 30 30 yards for oh I'm sorry he went 52 yards the first game that they went and after that he didn't catch more than 30 um but he was always over you know 10 carries at the end of the year, I mean, he even got up to 22, 24, where he went over 100 yards for both of them, had multiple touchdowns in both of those games. Mm-hmm. Once again, there's Cleveland and Seattle, so not like the worst teams in the league, um, you know, as far as defenses go. So he did it against, you know, he, he kind of passed the eyeball test. He was, everyone was wondering, yeah. it was it Miami, and he kind of proved the point of like, those flashes you saw in Miami, I can do a lot more of that. So he's very intriguing. And especially on this type of offense where Kyler Murray is going to be running, he can hand off the ball, he can dump it off to him. There's a lot of ways you can utilize a guy of, of Drake's caliber. Where, I mean, where where does this fall in your mindset so, right now? Man, it's a tough one. Um, I say he's not like, I mean, sometimes you have these like one-year wonders that you you can just write off early on. I've I, Sometimes they're easy to spot where a guy gets, is getting ranked decently high because he was good for a portion of the last year. Drake, though, to me, doesn't stand out as that guy because we always saw there was some potential in Miami, right? This wasn't like a completely out of nowhere thing. You knew the guy could, at least you could you could see signs that he could play, you know? Yeah. And so we're, I mean, I have a hard time with him right now because he should be the guy there. Like they got rid of David Johnson. I mean, they have what? Chase Edmonds behind him. Chase Edmonds, I think, could be an okay player, but I don't think he's that. I don't think he's like. Yeah, he got hyped for like yeah. two two seconds. So, I mean, Drake's the guy. He is the guy there. And there's not a lot of those kind of guys out there, right? Like, it just isn't. So, he comes in actually at 11th for me, running back-wise, rankings, which I'm actually, I didn't realize, I'm actually slightly high on him. Not high, too much. I'm two spots up from ADP, and I'm one spot up from consensus. So, I'm not like that much higher on him, but slightly. Where, the, but the problem is I don't. I don't, I don't love him at all if he's your number one. That's where I fall into this thing. I don't want Kenyon Drake as my number one running back. And chances are, if you have Kenyon Drake on your team, he's probably your number one running back unless you're like at the back end of the first round and you know you get a, get him at the turn or you know get him in the early second. Other than that, there's a good chance he's your first running back. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Something about it. I could be wrong, but something. I need him as my second. Yeah, it's, you could pull that off. As your as my second running back, I think I love Kenyon Drake. It's just quick. It's it could change so easily. As a yeah. second, I think he, I love I love that, and he's just that borderline. He could be your second. As a first, I just think I don't think that's a good first running yeah. back to have. There's nothing I don't like it. Nothing guaranteed about him, and I I really he was one of the guys I talked about last year to begin with, and it was more of 
hey, Miami, if you pull your head out of you-know-what and give him more touches, his average is relatively high, right? And the other person you're giving it to is just grinding yep. it out. Yep. So, And the, the question I always asked was, why, why is that, though? And I was kind of like, well, maybe he can't handle a full load. Maybe he really is only a change of pace back. I'm, I I kind of changed my tune. I, I understand like he's going as high as 12, and I understand your worry because I don't want him as my number one either because of that thing. You just don't know. Um, but it looks like he's going to be the lock and load, you know, number yeah. one running back. And if I look at the numbers, you know, from last year, he only improved when he went to Arizona. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was averaging in Miami, averaging, you know, per carry. Um and he was all over the board, right? He, he never he went from thirty three rushes to one hundred thirty three, one hundred twenty, um, and but he was averaging five point four, four point eight, four point five, and I was like, oh wow, you know this guy's really doing something. He started off in Miami again, three point seven. You're kind of like, oh okay, maybe maybe I was wrong. Switches teams and immediately gets a, a boost, right? Five point two is what he finished with in eight games, so it's a half a season. Maybe it doesn't finish there. But at the same time, I don't think it falls below what he was doing in Miami. I mean, he, he finished with 4.8 yards of carry twice. Um, you know, and so however you want to look at that without beating up on Miami too bad. And he scored eight touchdowns. I know four was in one game. But at the same time, he showed me a lot, a lot of stuff. So I'm, I'm with you. Number one running back worries me. Number two ecstatic like there's no there's yeah, no in between it's, just, it's weird it, it's yeah 100 he's right on that borderline so yeah I'm not like i'm not against kenny drake i just no no not I, at all i think he can be perfectly fine it's just yeah i also think this is why people unless you absolutely love him this is why people don't talk about him that much because yeah. we have nothing no real solid data to go off of yep. you know we're going yep. off of a very hot streak he had in arizona hoping it continues yep all right i'll go to my second player and this one actually does feel boring. I'll say yeah. that. Um, Tyler Boyd. Right? You're right. Right? Exactly. Yeah, boring. So, Tyler Boyd, as I'm looking through, I was just looking, you know, looking through the, the players. And I'm like, man, who haven't we said anything about that's, you know, in a D, you know, is a draftable player. I'm like, yeah, Tyler Boyd really, we just haven't said a thing about him, even though he has a brand new quarterback. Right? Brand new, good quarterback. Should be an upgrade. And Tyler Boyd last year had 90 catches for over 1,000 yards, five touchdowns. You know, pretty decent season. He's, he's proved um, from year three, his, second, his third year is where he really came onto the map finally. He got 76 catches for over 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. So last year, he jumps up and catches. Yardage didn't really go up and touchdowns went down, but his targets were 148. It's a lot of targets, probably because Adrian Green wasn't there. A whole bunch of stuff, right? But... I feel like maybe, just maybe, we are overlooking him a little bit. Like, we're thinking, okay, A.J. Green comes back, and automatically Tyler Boyd takes a back seat, right? And T. Higgins comes in, maybe he steps up. There's no guarantee T. Higgins can step up and be much of anything. I can, you could easily see, like, a 40-catch season for T. Right, Higgins, that's right? that's fair. And so, I like T. Higgins, yeah, but it might not work out. And maybe A.J. Green, doesn't matter how good A.J. Green is, it could really only help Boyd. If Burrow is as good as advertised... I think he's going to have enough. To, he's going to be able to throw to Green and to Boyd, and Boyd could just be kind of sneaky again and have a really good season. And we, I mean, we really—I don't think we said one word about Tyler Boyd yet. So I had to bring him up here. Currently, he is um, ADP thirty-three and consensus thirty-two. So he's just one spot behind Hollywood Brown. So in that same range. So he's just a—he's an interesting player where. It's hard to say what he what he's going to be because of last year's. It, the team is it's just so much different of a situation right now. 
you know, of course, 148 targets was quite a bit. Like, well, that can't yeah. repeat. I know right. that it's, can't repeat. It's too many. And but he's still at 108 targets in 2018, which was still pretty solid number. And I mean, a lot of this depends on Burrow. That's where it just becomes so um, – you don't know what to think. You know, it's just different for – especially for rookies this year, especially for rookie quarterbacks, you got to think not having preseason games, not really having the same kind of training camps and mini camps and all that stuff. It's just different. So is, he, is it going to be as quick to learn everything? So maybe it doesn't work for Boyd, but, or maybe he comes on later on. But just an interesting player that we just haven't really said much about yet. Yeah, I, I have reservations about Boyd. Um, no, I think it was more. I, I think he's fine. I, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying he's a, a bad wide receiver, but I do think that it was more circumstance of why he did what he did last year. And you, I mean, you said it when you 148, right? 148 targets. Yeah. I mean, that is not a small number. He got, you know, tier one wide receiver type numbers going his way because of that and what did he do with it and on top of that um you do you have a rookie quarterback you have aj green coming back you have t higgins who could steal a few even if he's not great john ross if he can possibly magically stay healthy that could be another situation uh mixon's a very good running back who even though they were terrible actually put up good numbers by Mm -hmm. the end of the season so that he He got going so i feel like everything is pointing in the wrong direction for him he had all of the chances in the world last year, and he was he was good. He was good to have. He was fine. But there's nothing about that that excites me. So mm-hmm. that's where I, I land on him. I know I, I sound like a Tyler Boyd hater, and I kind of am <laughs> at the point. It's nothing to do with him. It's just the situation that he is in from last year to this. It was way different. Yep. Yeah, no, I see it. That's just – I don't really know which way to go, honestly, but yeah interesting name to talk about yeah all right i like i like all of these players we haven't talked about yet it's really another question mark <laughs> it is it really is it's like a it's a different type of question mark episode it's more of a yeah i don't know are we going to draft these guys or not and i'll pretty much draft all these guys if the value's right that's pretty much yeah fantasy football is real i'm never going to quite say i won't draft somebody because if the value's right i'll draft them i mean simple as that all right final person here who do you got um i'm gonna go with raheem mostert yeah we haven't said anything about him. Yeah. And so now he, he, him too. And he was wanting to get traded. And then he, now I think he took that back. I've, yeah. Oh, who knows? Weird. It, taking that away, right? Because I have no idea what is going internally. I, or I think he'll like be that. there. So, yeah. Um, look, he, he established his role as probably the number one running back in that backfield last year. And they had three really good running backs, right? They had him, they had Breda, yeah. and then they had uh, Tevin Coleman. Uh, Breed is no longer there. He's in Miami. Yeah. So now you have two running backs that have established themselves. Mostert at the end of the year absolutely just murdered it. And at at the end of the year, too, the attempts were pretty much across the board the same. I mean, it was 137 for Mostert. Breida had 123, and Coleman had 137. They ran the ball a crap ton. I mean, I believe they led the league in rushing touchdowns as well. So there's a lot of upside if you guess correctly with what is going to happen to this backfield. And that's why, yeah. you know, and a few people I'm sure have, uh, but I haven't heard any kind of mainstream analysts like really run with, you know, Moster in the top 10, which I'm kind of surprised at the numbers he put up at the end. I thought someone would kind of get, you know, a bold prediction in. But if you look at it, if I pull it up very quickly, um, looks from week 11 through 16, also, this might have corresponded with an injury um, to one of the other running backs. Uh, was it Tevin Coleman that went down? 
Yeah. Okay. Probably. I believe so. He went from, um, you know, getting six carries a game to all of a sudden being the number one running back. And this is what worries me because why wasn't he the number one when everyone else was healthy, right? He actually was getting like the least amount of carries there for a while. But then he jumped into the number one and he absolutely killed it. He went 19 carries, 10, 14, 11, 10. Uh, you know, averaged over five yards a carry. In every single one of those games, he scored at least one touchdown. Um, he didn't catch a whole lot of balls, but I don't, they, I mean, as, for as much as they ran it, they sure didn't throw it to their running backs near as much as I thought they would. Um, but hey, I mean, that's where it comes down to. This is the guessing game. What is your feeling about Raheem Mostert? Because he, I mean, he really did show out the last six weeks. I mean, and in the playoffs too. I mean, my God. So... I didn't even talk about the playoffs, but we don't have well, to. You, you know, well, he killed it. Yeah, he did until, I mean, he killed it in one game. Okay. That one game was monster, though. 220 yards and four touchdowns. Yes, 29 carries. I mean, it was obvious he was the yeah. guy that was. And yeah. even the next game, too, I mean, 12 carries for 58 so yards Super, with a touchdown. Yeah. So the, Minnesota, 12 carries for 58 yards. Obviously yeah, so not I mean, the greatest performance, but, again, those are, you know, playoff caliber teams you're going against, too. Yeah. And he's still, I mean, the average is still over. He just, they didn't give him a lot of as many rushes. So this is, I have a hard time with this one. I have a hard enough time where in our keeper league that we talk about, our auction keeper league we talk about a lot, I have Raheem Mostert on my team currently as one of my potential keepers. I could keep him as a minimum keeper. If you could keep a starting running back as a minimum keeper, it's like almost almost guaranteed, right? You do it. I don't know if I'm keeping him. Like that's where I'm at. I don't. I at this point, if we were to lock it in today, he's not in my keepers. As crazy as that, like so, if I don't feel enough to keep him as a minimum keeper in a league, how? And that's not saying I have like these amazing keepers. I don't. They're just fine. I. It's just I. That's where I just have a hard time with the moster because it was such a, still a small sample size, and the Coleman's still there. And well, here's my thing. It's I just mean, rough. Who else do they have on their roster right now? So they got they got Tevin Coleman, right? Well, they have Tevin I mean, Coleman. Is, is okay. Well, here, is here's Jarek McKinnon going to play? Is he still on the roster, or is what did he his is. contract already? He's lapse? on the roster yet. I can't. I have a hard time believing that he's going to get over a hundred carries this year. I mean, I do too. But will they go to a three back <sighs> with the way Shanahan seems to do things? It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me if he would. It, it wouldn't surprise me either, but. I don't see someone on the roster right now that is going to be that third guy that is going to get 120 carries. And if they Maybe don't... Maybe they finally give Jeff Wilson a look. Oh, actually, that's not... <laughs> you know, Jeff Wilson actually didn't... I mean, anyone they put in the backfield played pretty well. The, yeah, so that that's what the question comes down to. Is he going to be the lead back? And I don't even... I don't need him to be... And I want him to get 150 carries. That's pretty much what it comes yeah. down to. You have to get that. Is he going to be the number one? Um, Should I keep him? I don't know. I mean, it depends who else you have. But he's very intriguing <laughs> because, heck, man, 137 carries just left. Yeah. And all those carries seem to be golden. Tevin Coleman uh, obviously was injured last year at some point. So, you know, anyone can get banged up. Yeah. Will he become a workhorse in at some point during the year? Because hmm. that would be huge. I know. And this is why we, so I guess rough. no one talks about him because who knows? I'm not sure yet. My other keepers would be uh, – DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, and Devin Singletary for basically all minimum, too. Mm, yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, okay. All right, my final player of our players we haven't talked about is actually uh, two players. 
So. Oh, it's cheating. Cheating. But it's it's for a reason. It's going to be Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn. And we haven't said much about this. I mean, I even have them in my ranks at 32 and 33. <laughs> it's just, what do you, this is, again, a rook. this is the problem with the, this season and COVID and nothing happening because we don't know what Keyshawn Vaughn is. We're not going to get to see Keyshawn Vaughn in preseason, which really sucks because I want to see, I don't care much for preseason, but I, I, I like to see what the rookies at least look like a little bit, you know, to get some kind of sense of what kind of player they are. And we're not going to get that this year. So because of that, what do you do with these Tampa Bay running backs? Because now they're in what should be a really good offense. That's that's the thing here. They're at, it should be a good offense. Ronald Jones um, averaged, what, 4.2 yards a carry last year. Nothing nothing spectacular, but got 724 yards, six touchdowns, caught 31 balls. So, I mean, he, he showed some signs that he wasn't a complete bust, which we thought he was year one. And does he get that shot? to be the back in the Tom Brady offense. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a great thing either. You don't really know how that plays out always. It's not like the New England Patriots number one running back was always just this, you know, sure thing. It hasn't been the case. So is Ronald Jones, does Keyshawn Vaughn get a chance? And that's why this is a players we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about him. I don't have an answer for this. And I'm not going to give you an answer because I do not know. And how would you know? You don't know what Keyshawn Vaughn is. We're not going to know. It's a complete guessing game here. And I guess if... um Okay, if you're going to take a shot and they're relatively ranked the same, I think you probably just take the shot on Vaughn, don't you? Just get the one you don't really know about. And I Ronald would. Jones, we kind of know. I think we, we, I think we know he's not going to be a top of the line running back, right? Yeah, I, I think even if they think he's going to be a useful running back to have, I, I highly doubt that they're kind of like, okay, this is our number one, and let's draft Keyshawn Vaughn to be the number two, like fit in that. I feel like they drafted him thinking you have the skill set to possibly lead the backfield. Yep. So, yeah, I would take the chance on the rookie in this one. And as yeah. much as I want to go against this because I feel like Tampa Bay has been so bad at running the ball. Look, Ronald Jones had 172 attempts last year. He Peyton, wasn't terrible. Peyton yeah. Barber as the number two at 154. So maybe they just do a similar thing again. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Barber did not do a whole lot with them. <laughs> you know, 3.1 uh, oh, yards of carry. I mean, it was, it was poor. But he did get six touchdowns, hmm. and so did Ronald Jones. So, yeah, it becomes it'll become a frustrating thing, and I'm not overly optimistic. I know people are kind of saying, well, take the shot in Vaughn. I would if we're in this situation. But, um, I mean, how far down do you have to go before you take – and you have him 30-31. Yeah. But let's be honest, like – it falls off at running back there too, though. So. It, it does. It definitely, I mean, obviously you, you only can have so many starting running backs, but you know, if, if you miss whoever is going to be the second, eh, not going to be that worth that much. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it scares me. But I think, yeah, I think take the shot on the rookie. I that's would. That's I would do. All right. That's going to do it for players we haven't talked about. So some guys that probably, maybe, maybe we'll bring them up again one more time. That's it. Maybe we'll do rankings episodes. That's probably the only time. Because I mean, I'm telling you that that like that Jones Vaughn situation is not gonna not gonna be figured out. We have no we have how are we gonna figure it out? There's no there's no preseason games. There's nothing. So weird, just a weird season. Hopefully there is a season. Hopefully it's a weird season. So I feel a little more confident about that. I think that's gonna happen. I yeah, think, one way or, I think, I one way or another, I I, there's way too much money in the balance. Yeah. I can't imagine like maybe yeah. there won't be fans. Maybe you know it'll be yeah. weird. Actually. Maybe for another time, but we were joking. I thought this was interesting. Uh, we were joking about 
you know, if you had to because of the world we're living with COVID, you know, and players might be able to be benched or whatever. And I was joking with you that, hey, you know, this time around, if you like draft a quarterback, yeah. maybe you should automatically get their backup as well. Like, I mean, there has to be some kind of. I really think anybody running fantasy league has to come up with some kind of different rules for COVID. I mean, yeah, getting their backup automatically is like almost a, especially a quarterback. Other positions, not as much. Well, not as much, right? But right. quarterback, I really feel like if you have like a Sunday night game and all of a sudden your quarterback comes out with COVID, right? Exactly. What are you doing to do? It can like, be really, really that's quick. Really unfair. So, yeah, don't like that. So there has to be some rules like that. I think that's a good one. You get their backup. So. All right, that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next time.